three critical ways to increase your landing page conversion on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servedomaster.com backslash ConvertKit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Spend weeks building that perfect free product, designing the graphics, putting everything together, making it amazing, thinking about the ultimate offer. And then when you go to make that special landing page, the page where you say, give me your email address, I'll give you this amazing prize that I worked on forever. Your numbers just don't add up. You're not getting the conversions you want. You're not seeing enough members taking you up on that free offer. You're not seeing that transition. Well, then you need to look at three critical things that could be destroying your landing page conversions. Having built and worked with dozens of landing pages throughout my career. I know there are certain things that work really well and certain things that don't. And for every industry, different looks work in different ways. And we can go down that path of talking about should it look professional, should it look amateur, should it look really high tech, or should it look really casual. In different markets, people respond to things in different ways. And I certainly know that when you look at like CPA offers, those offers where you get paid for every email address submit you get, those have the fanciest of forms. They look so high tech and so futuristic. My forms aren't that fancy. But we get up, caught up in that, and instead what I want you to think about is a few key simple elements that work across all industries. And the first is understanding the use of empty space. I've talked about this before in book covers and in podcast cover design. In art online, one of the mistakes that new people make is thinking white space is bad space. And we have all of this, we just make things so crowded. We go, oh, I need another this, I need another palm tree in here, I need another picture of a monkey, I need another dog, I need another this, I need another, I don't want any empty space. I don't want it to feel like I'm wasting space. And when you look at great paintings throughout history, they're very uncrowded. Really great paintings often have an amazing use of negative space or white space. So the space on your advertising that's not doing anything is doing something. It often highlights what's important. I was just working on a new landing page yesterday. In fact, I was working on two for two different things I'm working on. One is a a little miniature sales page and one is a miniature uh, landing page. And in both, I have as few elements as possible. I'm always just deleting. Even from the template, I go, less, less, less. I want to keep it very simple. The more information on the page, the easier it is for people to get distracted. And you want your message to be very simple. As when you're designing a website, you want to have a single purpose. If you have a website and you're trying to accomplish seven or eight different things, you will struggle. You want to have one primary goal that everything's built around. And then if people do other stuff, it's okay. But you're really always thinking about that one goal. If you're in the consulting business, you want them to call. If you have a podcast, you want them to subscribe. For me, more than anything else with my audience with my website, my goal is to get the email address. That's why there's landing pages and little opt-in forms all over the website. That's why I have tons of different free gifts. And in fact, I'm putting together now a series of free gifts because I think that will make a big difference. So that as people read different articles on different topics, they get offered a different promotion. You liked the episode, yesterday's episode about podcasts and maybe think about starting your own podcast? Here's a free gift about seven tips to starting your podcast. Oh, you like the episode about emailing? You like the blog post about emailing? Well, then I'm going to show you an offer for a free gift that's all about getting really good at email or one of my email sequences. As I grow and become more sophisticated, I'm continuing to build in that direction, but my goal is always to build the email list. 
the centerpiece of my business model is the email list. And for every business, it's different. If you have an e-commerce store, maybe what you really want is to get that first purchase. Because once they made that first purchase and then it arrives, they have faith in you. And I know this because I buy from e-commerce all the time. E-commerce where I live is very unsophisticated and it's very strange. You'll see an advertisement on the local version of Craigslist and then they send you to a Facebook fan page and you go to the Facebook fan page and that's where they have their reviews and screenshots of reviews and you order from there and you hope it arrives. And so far, it always has. Here, I'm so much more comfortable with mail order than I ever would be in America. Here, I see something online I want to buy. Anything up to, I've spent more than $1,000, I'll just wire someone the money and then the thing always arrives. No one, no one ever just takes the money. I don't know why. But here there's a huge amount of trust in that particular field. But as you set up your business, you know what your goals are. And it's the same thing for your landing page. And so you don't want to distract people. The purpose of a landing page is not to inform. It's not to excite. It's not to entice. It's to only accomplish one thing, to get that email submission or that first name, last name, phone number, email, whatever pieces of information you need. It's to get that submission, to get that content, to get people to give you what you need to continue moving your business forward. So don't feel the need to fill up the page with lots and lots of stuff. Oftentimes it becomes distracting and sometimes people can't find the click button or they can't find where to enter the information. We get a little bit too crowded, we get a little bit overexcited and our landing pages become too cluttered. So always remember, use the negative space, use the white space. The second way you can increase your landing page conversion is with arrows and pointy things point to the button. It's amazing how much of a difference in conversion having three hand-drawn arrows on the page to the button will make. This works on me and it works on everyone else. You need to be told what to do. We all, when we're on a website and we're deciding, do I really feel like giving up my email address? This offer seems cool, but I don't know if I feel like doing it. Those arrows will increase how many people say yes. Your page should not only have really good information, it should also be very linear. It should follow a flow where everything is pointing towards the button. Everything's pointing towards that little form. Having arrows on the landing page, having these pointing in the direction causes the eye to follow that flow. So the beginning should be the excitement and the end should be that button. All roads end at Oz, just like the yellow brick road. It should end right at your button. So when you're designing your page, as you've increased the amount of negative space you have, think about adding in some arrows. And I've noticed lately that a lot of templates don't have arrows and I don't always use arrows either. It's not an always thing, but it's definitely worth adding to your tests to see if adding in arrows will boost conversions. And I do add in arrows and test them for landing pages. Usually my baseline has one arrow or less, one set of arrows, but then I'll test a different arrow or adding in an arrow if there isn't one. It's always one of the first tests that I run. And it's very valuable and very important. And running these types of tests will really help you to grow and improve your business. It's gonna be very effective and it's very exciting. If you're struggling and you look at your page and you go, oh, people can't really see where to go. And you'll notice this. If you use anything like heat map tracking or behavior tracking and watching what their mouse does or just talking to people and they go, well, I can't really tell what I'm supposed to do. If there's any sense of confusion, having an arrow in the right place can solve that confusion. It shows them what they need to do and where they need to go. I see forms all the time where even I get confused. Someone was showing me a form the other day and I said, I can't tell what you want me to do. I don't know what the purpose is. I don't understand. If I feel even 1% of confusion, Imagine how someone who has no idea what the offer is is going to feel. It's going to be so much worse. So if you even feel a hint of that, arrows can make a big difference. Now, number three, the third way to increase your landing page conversion is with line of sight. We add images to our landing pages and we have designs and depending upon how fancy you are, you know, really large companies, 
that are doing millions and billions of dollars, they have really complicated pictures. If you're just starting out, you oftentimes have to take your own picture or you have to use a stock photo image. I want you to be aware that there's a science to the photos that you use. Of course, your photos should look like your audience and it should look like their idealized self. So if you're targeting retirees, as someone I was talking to yesterday is interested in doing, you want to have pictures of retirees, but you don't want to have pictures of retirees in a home or in a hospital looking sad. No one wants that. No one wants to see those oxygen masks. That's why when you see those commercials for, you know, bringing back your youth pills, it's always people riding around a lake on a tandem bicycle or an older couple flying a kite. They're doing things that are more active. Why? Because they look like the audience, but it's their idealized self. I spend a lot of time thinking about the artistry of each part of my business. And as much as it seems freeform, I'm very strict about the visual of each different part of my business. Anything I advertise in Servno Master follows a set of rules. If you go to servnomaster.com backslash toolbox, that's the page that shows all my resources. And this is definitely a page you should add to your business if you haven't already. And we'll talk about that in a later episode. But on that page, you'll notice that all of the art looks very similar. It has this retro pop art 1950s, 1960s kind of style. It reminds you of a perhaps old Dick Tracy comic books or something like that. That's very intentional. That look I use for recommending products on that page and it's also the design I use for my own products that are sold within this website. All the things I give away, everything I do uses that retro 1950s style. However, the art I use on other websites like the 30 day blog or Kindle Sniper, it follows a different format. Those have a different set of rules that I have for my art. I want my art to be consistent, but I want you to know very quickly if it's a product I've made, if it's a product I'm recommending as part of the Servno Master brand, or if it's simply a product that I'm mentioning or that I use, then I'll use a different type of graphic and I use different type of graphics for the picture that goes with every single blog post. Those differentiations help to establish a sense of branding. They explain to people how I do things. Now, if you look, my book covers for Amazon look nothing like the branding, that 1950s retro style. I tend to use more futuristic or more modern art. So the style of art I use is very intentional. It's very on purpose. So you can say, oh, when you see a, a picture, you can go, this is this type of product. This is that type of product. So even more specifically, my banners, when I create a banner, a little square for a product, that's when uh, that I'm an affiliate for, that's when I'll use that 1950s retro style. But for box shots, I don't do that. Only my own products on the box have that. But when you see a product that has my name and it doesn't have that 1950s look and instead it looks futuristic or it shows a superhero flying around, it shows someone in the clouds, it shows a rocket ship that looks very modern, very futuristic, very nice coloration, you go, that's an Amazon book. You can tell right away. And that really helps people because we want to have consistency with imagery. So as you're designing and choosing your images, as you're choosing the images you'll put on your landing page, that's important. But beyond that, there's something called the line of sight. The line of sight is where are the characters in your pictures looking? You might just choose a beautiful woman or a good looking guy in yoga class, whatever. You just want to have a good looking person on your landing page. That's fine. But where are they looking? Where do their eyes go? If you see some of these larger pictures where there's a giant picture in the background behind the landing page and there's a person riding an exercise bike or whatever, wherever their eyes are pointing, that tells you a lot because we see when we look at art, we'll look at the character in the picture and we look at their eyes and we go, where are they looking? Without thinking about it, we always look to see what other people are looking at. So you can use the line of sight as another way to point 
straight towards the form, straight towards the email address that you're trying to get. These little steps will make a big difference. Now, I could have made this episode 77 ways to improve your landing page conversions, but those three are very easy to implement and very quick. But I noticed that yesterday the episode was a little shorter than I like to do. I like to you know, stay in that 22 to 24 minute range. So I'm gonna give you a couple of extra tips with your landing pages. One of the things that's very important to increase your conversions is to understand your audience. The more you know who's visiting you, the better. This is why I often talk about surveys. If you study your audience and you discover your audience is mostly women or mostly men, you wanna shift your marketing a little bit to match that. Or perhaps you want a 50-50 split. So you'll shift in the other direction. You wanna increase the number of men. You wanna go, instead of 40% men, you want 50%, so your ads show more and more men. Think about the people and their desires. This is the reason at the beginning, remember I mentioned, I'm changing my landing pages. I'm increasing the number of free things I give away. If you read an article about email, I'm gonna give you an email gift. If you read an article about blogging, you'll get a blogging gift. That's because increasing the targeting will increase those conversions, saying this person likes this, I'm gonna give them something relevant. Now, that's not what you wanna do right out the gate. The reason I mentioned that at the end is because it's harder. It's something I'm just moving into because my backend is getting more and more sophisticated. I still have many, many products that I need to finish developing. I'm busy all the time creating products that I think are super valuable for you. Last week I just finished my business launch blueprints and I'm gonna release them. They're ready to go. I just, I'm not sure about the sales page if I'm gonna, how I'm gonna release them into the wild but I definitely am going to. I'm still making a few decisions. I'm in talks with a few people about the right way to release them, whether or not I'm gonna do a full on launch or just release internally, but they will become available to you very soon. But the real thing is I'm constantly creating product. I've already started working on finishing my networking product. I, record, I started recording last night. I know I need to record those videos because I finished the outline, I finished the design, I finished all the slides over two months ago. So other things got in the way. Now, as soon as I finish one thing, I'm on to the next. I'm constantly creating. So it's very hard to, when you're starting your new blog, say to you, you have to create seven free gifts and seven landing pages. That's tough. Now, I know I mentioned Thrive Themes and ConvertKit a lot. Either one of those platforms, and ideally you're using both because that's what I use and it's so easy for me, but with either one of those, it's very easy to click a button and show a different landing page for each of your blog posts. You can do really cool targeting and that's what's amazing. So you say, anytime a post is in this category, this is the ad that shows. Anytime it's in that category, this is the ad that shows. We're moving to the next level of sophistication. So this is a little bit more effort and a little bit more complexity than simply doing it, than simply moving arrows around and simply working around with the look and the design. We want to have an offer that's enticing, that people actually want, that people find valuable. And over time, you'll discover that your audience has already seen that so many times and they've either taken it or not taken it. So you wanna have other different things to make your website more exciting and more interesting. As we move forward, I'm gonna to continue to show you more and more technical things. I don't pretend that I'm at the top of the mountain. I don't pretend that I'm the perfect online marketer, that I never make mistakes, that I'm never learning anything new. Instead, I'm someone who's further up the mountain than you, who's been making money doing this full time for seven years. What I am is someone who's constantly growing and constantly applying new things. Perhaps you've noticed that since I talked about how important it is to have better titles for your blog posts. I've done the same thing with my episodes. I've done the same thing with my blog posts. I've begun to improve and work on the things I talk about. 
So as much as this podcast is about me helping you, it's also about me helping me. As I research and come up with ideas and think about new things I need to apply, oftentimes there are business things that I know would be very valuable to have on my website that I just haven't had time to do because there's only so much time. There's only so much time for implementation. And I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule, so I often release stuff when it's 80% done rather than getting caught up in that 20% that doesn't affect income anyways. One of my coaching clients the other day said, wow, you're such a testament to the fact that you can release a product that's not finished. And I was like, well, that's a pretty nice backhanded compliment. But it's also true. You don't have to have everything 100% finished. I released my private coaching program and started it when I'd finished all of the training videos, but I hadn't made any of the website pages yet. Now, if you look at it now, it looks so flashy and fancy, but the people that joined me at the very beginning, well, they saw something different, they got a different experience. And even now, sometimes people point out, oh, you promised you'd make this in this one video. I go, really? I didn't know that, I forgot. So I have to make it little pieces of PDF here, a screenshot there, a link there. It's tiny, tiny, small things. But when you record over 100 hours of video, you're gonna forget a few things, I can't help it. I forget this or I forget that. I think I did it and I go, oh, I didn't, I thought I did that. I just finished my new swipes file, my ultimate swipes file for people that wanna become copywriters. And I talked about that way back in the copywriting episode. And so now that that's finished, I was working on the landing page for that yesterday. And that's one of the landing pages I was working on where I was like, delete, 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 too much stuff, too much stuff, too much stuff, it's so simple. This is simply a file if people wanna become really good copywriters. These are amazing ads that you should copy by hand. Very simple. For that reason, I was thinking about how to make better landing pages. I wanted to share that with you today. So you can always do things to improve your business. You can always do things to go back and tweak. I never want you to use this information as an excuse for an action. Say, oh, I gotta work on my landing page again and again and again to get it perfect. You don't. It's better to put something in a while that's not quite perfect and to continue tweaking. These are ideas for as you're implementing to go out there and implement more and more and get closer and closer to that success you desire to get to those levels you are looking for, those conversion numbers. You're never gonna have the perfect answer. You'll discover sometimes that all the things you thought wouldn't work, work on a particular project or a particular idea. Keep those thoughts in mind. As you build your landing pages, as you create things, everything should be on purpose. Start with a template, get something done very quickly. Thrive Themes has amazing templates. If you don't like Thrive Themes, you can use lead pages. That's where I build most of my templates with one or the other. Once you have that amazing template, then you can go back in and tweak and say, oh, I need more white space, I need more arrows, I need to move around this image. Online marketing is not permanent. Some people have this mistaken idea that you put everything together and once the machine is perfect, you can go to sleep for 50 years and it'll make money forever, but it won't. People change, the world changes. You could have had the most perfect business 10 years ago that was built on MySpace, where you were making $10,000 a day, but then MySpace died. Who uses MySpace? I only recently found out, I still have a profile on MySpace. I guess they never delete them. How crazy is that? But you can be working on a platform and then the platform changes, the world changes. Facebook won't be king forever. Google won't be king forever. Things change. Everyone used to think Twitter was the greatest. Now Twitter, no one would even buy it. <laughs> they can't even sell it. And in fact, there's a company in China that ripped off Twitter and made a copy of them, and it's worth more. The ripoff is worth more than the original. So everyone who thought Twitter was gonna change the world, things have changed over the last year. If you're advertising on that platform, you should be very worried because if they do ever find someone who will buy their company, and it's pretty it seems like it's pretty unlikely since everyone said no, there are people who are talking about buying them just to grab their database. They may shut down the entire platform. They just want all those email addresses to bring into their other programs, and that could be it. So it's not permanent. Nothing is static. Nothing is forever. We're constantly adapting, growing. And this is why you can use these techniques to improve, to tweak, to grow your landing pages, and then you'll come back in a few years and go, oh, you know what? I should change the arrows. I should change this. I should change the line of sight. All these little things can make a very, very big difference. Be proactive. 
Constantly look for ways to improve your marketing, improve your landing pages, improve your business, and you'll continue to grow. It's foolish to think that the very first try will be a success. You're not gonna hit it out of the park with your very first Facebook ad. It's a learning experience, it's a growing experience. I'm about to start a brand new Facebook ads campaign myself, and I know that it can take one to three months to really get everything dialed in perfectly, and that's okay. It's when we go and we think, hey, my first book, I'm gonna hit it out of the park. There's too much luck involved. There's too many things have to come together, but when you do bring everything together, amazing things can happen. So keep all of these pieces in mind, that you're in a growing business and it's okay, that you can continue to improve things and that's okay. And when you have that mindset, when you approach business this way, you will achieve, you will discover, you will accomplish amazing things. And these are three very effective and very powerful ways to improve your landing pages and your landing page conversions. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Email your questions to podcast at servenomaster.com and your question with my answer might appear in the next episode.